everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your favorite host of the most, I'm the Bomb. It is April 9th, 2021, and it's been raining. It's gonna rain on it, baby. I don't know if that's a real song, I just made that up. But it's been super rainy, <laughs> which is nice. I think the snow is finally done. I don't know, we'll see. But I am excited for spring, it's my favorite season. Well, I can't. I always say summer, but then I always say spring, so I don't know. I technically don't even know which one my favorite is. I like them both just because it's nice out um, both times. But, and then I, I like fall too, because fall is like perfect temp to sweater weather, you know what I mean? God. Let me know what your favorite season is. In terms of anime and in terms of just general weather. <laughs> hey, I want to dedicate this uh, newscast to optical photographer... Uh, Minoru Nakano, who passed away um, just a few days ago. He was 82 years old. Um, and his funeral service is, is for close relatives only, um, with his eldest son, Ryu, as his chief mourner. Nakano was born in Tokyo, and he worked at Subaraya Productions for nearly 30 years. And he was a disciple of the company's founder, Eiji Subaraya. Um, he was known for his optical photography work on Alien Balton in the original Ultraman series. He worked on Superdaya Productions' early series, including Ultra Q, Monster Busca, Ultra 7, and Mighty Jack. So, I mean, like, he was, like, one of the guys behind the camera doing all the shits, you know what I mean? So, it's pretty sweet. So, this is dedicated to you. Superdaya Productions has been around forever, and so uh, we mourn the loss of a legend so R.I.P. Rest in power. We love you. Uh, we got non-anime news, and then we'll take a break in the middle, like like we always do, you know, and then get right into the anime news. In the anime news, there's a lot of summer hype, a lot of a lot of hype, a lot of hype happening. So I'm excited. There's some articles of of new anime coming out that I was like, oh wow, that looks sweet. I hadn't seen this before, so it looks really nice. I'm excited. So hell yeah. So let's get started, shall we? Uh, let's see. ESA confirms E3 2021 will be an all-virtual event. So, yeah, a lot of cons are doing this. There's there's a few cons out there right now that are happening in, like, May and June that have announced that they're doing, like, in-person cons. And I'm, I'm like, iffy on it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, obviously, like you know, vaccines are rolling out and stuff, but I still, like, no, I don't trust that. I, that's just me. Like, obviously, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Um, and I would encourage you not to, but, like, you know, for the sake of others, too. But, yeah, I don't know. I would rather have another year of virtual cons than potentially spreading more of this nasty fucking thing that, you know, ruined a year and a half for us, you know? So, just... I don't know. It's fucking wild. But um, following the weeks of rumors, the ESA has confirmed that E3 2021 is indeed happening. It will be all virtual. That means the show will take place over the internet instead of LA Convention Center like it normally does. And it will run from June 12th to June 15th. Um, so, yeah. Check that out. Uh, if you were planning on going, 
check out the details of like you know if you had rollover tickets from 2020 or something like that you know what i mean so yeah mass effect legendary edition officially goes gold which is surprising for a shitty game <laughs> no i'm just kidding i know mass effect is a very popular game i just am a hater and i yeah i'm i'm, I'm hater i'm on hater aid no it's a very good game and i it's it's not surprising that it, it would go gold so Dungeons and Dragons movie has been delayed. The upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie has been delayed, moving to a 2023 launch instead of the projected May 27th, 2022 release previously as planned. The Dungeons and Dragons movie's new release date following the delay is now set for March 3rd, 2023, making it the second delay to hit the film since it was first announced. The first delay pushed the movie's release from the 19th, 19th of 2021 to May 27th, 2022, but COVID-related issues and the uncertainty surrounding the film's industry future forced plans to change. So yeah, that's that sucks. I, I I'm almost like I'm almost wondering because like it's weird because like I watch movie trailers quite often on like I'm on I'm searching for like I spend probably like a good twenty minutes every week like looking for new trailers on YouTube. And I'm wondering how all of these were coming out. You know, maybe they were all filmed, like, before everything got super hard. Or they continued filming while constantly testing the actors, like, you know, COVID testing the actors and stuff. And I don't know. You know, it's crazy. Um, but, like, like for instance, like, Cobra Kai Season 3, like, everything was done being filmed already before lockdown. So, like, it was just – it just got delayed because of, you know, editing <clears throat> obviously in post-production and editing you know they they have to spend time in an office or whatever you know who knows how much of it was done at home for some people i don't know you know but we'll see so yeah that's that sucks like i and i what i was gonna say was sorry i went into a fucking tangent what i was gonna say was i wonder like how many films that we've never even heard of or have seen teasers for that are never gonna get made because of you know, the film industry and how the pandemic affected it and stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm curious. Um, Neo, The World Ends With You launches this summer for the Switch, and there's a PC version that's been confirmed. So that's pretty fucking hype. Switch and PC. Although playing on the PC would probably be super sick. I would love to play it on the Switch for sure. But, yeah, that's exciting. Pac-Man 99 is also out. Um, Pac-Man 99 is basically like Tetris 99 and Mario 35, except it's Pac-Man instead. So like basically the general idea for Mario 35 and in pa Tetris 99 and Pac-Man 99 is you are playing a regular game of that game. You are just competing with 99 other people or 98 other people. Um, with Mario 35, it, you're competing with 34 other people. You're doing, you're basically playing the original Super Mario game, but you're racing, um, with 34 other people tetris it's a matter of elimination how long you last how much of how many tetrises you make competing against 98 other people and pac-man you know eating all the pallets and advancing levels advancing screens before you get eliminated competing with 98 other people so yeah they made a pac-man version of it and that's now out and you can play that on the switch so yeah that's really exciting i really like pac-man championship edition that's like one of my favorite iterations of pac-man ever I love it. I bought it for like $2 on Steam. Totally worth it. It goes on every time Steam has a sale. It's one of those games where it's on sale every time Steam has a big sale um, or whenever they have a Namco sale. 
um, you can get it for like a dollar or two. It's totally worth it. Championship edition is totally worth it. A PS5 The Last of Us remake is reportedly in the works. So yeah, those of you who got a PS5 and you didn't get a chance to play Last of Us or you just love the game so much because you want to play it again, get it on the PS5. Okay, so we got this huge announcement of... I think it was like this morning. We got like this huge announcement of new Hasbro toys because Hasbro did a live stream of toy reveals today. And there is the arc from the Cybertron, the War for Cybertron trilogy. Um, There's uh, the Autobot arc. Um, There's fucking, uh, I think that's Galvatron, fucking Galvatron. For those of you who don't know who Galvatron is, that's... um, uh, Megatron's second form. Um, that's gonna be fifty dollars. I'm pretty sure these can transform. There's a sound wave in the tiny core class scale. Oh, okay, so that's a tiny. That's just a little one, so it doesn't transform. But there's, it's fucking wild, dude. And it was, it's so. This Optimus Prime is seven hundred dollars. Let me tell you why. While stand, I'm going to read it directly from this thing. The final toy shown was presented by Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Hell yeah. Sitting in front of them was a sizable Optimus Prime in vehicle form. When Jason Mewes said, convert, Prime began transforming into robot form. Yes, you literally heard that right. You say convert and it transforms on its own. In in place. The familiar transformation sound rang out as Optimus Prime quickly unfolded and stood on his own. It was an impressive thing to see, and both the robot and vehicle forms look fairly good, though some changes had to had to be made to simplify the transformation process for autom- uh, automation. So obviously it doesn't look exactly like how it does in the show or whatever, or how it's supposed to look in the comics or whatever. Um, obviously they have to simplify it to make a fucking physical form of it. But, like, it literally transforms on its own. Um, while standing, Prime can move in a variety of ways, such as pointing an arm forward turning his head, and even walking. Prime can pose in a triumph- in triumphant ways, swinging his energy axe, and can even be programmed using an app to do what you ask. Prime features 25 different voice commands. When he's told to roll out, he transforms back into vehicle form and drives away. The, ro-pot- the robot is impressive in design and in motion. So yeah, that is a pretty sick toy. It is fucking $700, though, and that's literally why. Um, you know, for someone like me who has like fixed toys before and electronic toys, um, recently, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that, but like, I, it's kind of scary. Cause like, what if in like a year something with the board or whatever goes wrong, hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, normally toys last a while, but you just never know. Like, you know, somebody could accidentally drop it or it, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? So it's just like $700 for a toy is pretty wild, pretty wild. But, um, yeah, dude, that's, it's, it's just so crazy. Uh, so Diablo 2's technical alpha started this weekend. I think it's still going. I don't know if you can get into it now. I think there was like a pre sign up thing for it, but there are some reviews on notable gaming websites of where you can see some stuff. Um, but one of the coolest things that was highlighted was the instant swap feature. So a lot of remade games that have been coming out in the last 10 years or so, you know, whether it's like a, a, a steam port of final fantasy seven, you know, eight or nine or, um, you know, uh, Skyrim or whatever the fuck, 
um, they have an option to use the original graphics, right? Um, even fan-made games, you know what I mean? Fan-made games where they make like a, a Metroid game where they update the sprites. You can there's an option to switch it to like the original sprite from the Super Nintendo or Famicom. Um, but what's cool about this version of it is in Diablo 2, yes, you can switch it beforehand, but you can instant switch it during the game. So, like, like you think of graphic swap, oh, well, that's not a big deal. People have been doing that for a while. No, 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 no. You can literally do it mid-battle. You can literally be fighting a bitch and then hit a hotkey on your keyboard, and it'll instantly swap the graphics. So, like, you may wonder, like, okay, why does that matter? Why do you need that? I, You know what? Honestly, I don't know. I can only guess. But, like, that's just still really cool that, like, maybe it depends on your mood that day. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to feel nostalgic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to switch it right now. Boom. You know what I mean? Or, like, or maybe you're feeling like, hey, I really liked this this remastered version of of the um of the underground like cave in the first act but i but when i when i town portal back to the world the desert act you know the desert level in the second act i really like the original for those so like you know you can like instantly switch it right there you know what i mean like you you may find yourself liking both in certain ways and not you know what i mean so like it, it to the point of like the you know the updated UI, it switches back and forth from like the updated UI to the original UI. You know what I mean? And the updated UI is not too different from the from the original one. You know, obviously it still has like the red and blue orb left and right, and then it has your potions and stuff like that and whatever. But like it, it's just like you, you know it, it switches all of that, so it's just super cool. I'm so excited for that. I love Diablo too. Nifsky. If you've never heard of Nifsky, he's a Twitch streamer and he's a speedrunner. Nifsky has successfully broke the Super Mario Brothers speedrun record with the perfect run. Uh, Twitch streamer and speedrunner Nifsky has demolished the world record for a speedrun in Super Mario Brothers, clocking in what's been called the perfect run at 4 minutes and 54.948 milliseconds. That's right, 4 minutes and 54 seconds with a little bit of change. Um... The, the, a lot of people were, were tweeting it, and Nifsky himself tweeted it into the 55 barriers broken because for a long time, nobody could break 4 minutes and 55 seconds. It was always um, people were trying to break the milliseconds after that because you just can't do it. You just can't, you can't get past 455, and Nifsky has finally done that. Um at just right before 4.55. So he did it at 4.54.948 milliseconds. So that is pretty crazy. I watched it, and it literally is a near-perfect run. He literally doesn't make a mistake. It's 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 wild. Sometimes in speedruns, um, you know, like depending on the game and what, what kind of run you're doing, you can even make one or two mistakes and still break your time or get a, you know, get a PB, get a personal best, or break a record. This run was damn near perfect. There was nothing, 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 nothing. So I'm betting that the next person who tries to break that record and they do a perfect run exactly how Nifsky did it, it'll just be that time. 
I don't know if you can get any more than that, honestly, because he did it right before 455, and that's pretty wild. <clears throat> Excuse me. Saga Frontier Remastered launches on April 15th. If you've never played Saga Frontier, it's such a great game. Such a great game. Uh, remaster coming to PlayStation 4, Switch, PC, Android, and iOS next week on April 15th. The original game launched back in 1998, and I believe it was on PlayStation, right? But yeah, um, it's it's so good. It's a really good game. I love it. I fucking love it. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 finally announced a new DLC today called the Mr. X Nightmare DLC. It adds new fighters to survival mode and more. Streets of Rage 4 has a big batch of DLC on the way, dubbed Mr. X Nightmare DLC. Longtime fans should remember Mr. X as the main villain of, of the first three Streets of Rage titles. It looks like he's back, and whether that means literally or in spirit, he's bringing new fighters, a survival mode, and other bells and whistles along with him. And joining the roster of playable characters is Estelle Aguirre, or Aguirre, Aguirre I think is how you pronounce it. It's like I think it's Spanish. But, um, yeah, Estelle is the... She's like the fucking SWAT uh, commander, or one of the SWAT commanders, um, and she's fucking, she's fucking badass, dude. It's crazy. Like she's so fucking badass. Um, she acts as a boss um, because she doesn't know any better. But like, um, yeah, I guess she's gonna be a, a playable character. Um, and apparently, there's two other fighters. Unfortunately, they're they have not announced the other two. They just wanted to announce one of them, which is Estelle, one we all know. Um, and new music, new stages, they're adding new moves to the already existing characters and you can do different moves now. So they're adding a whole nother layer to, they're adding a whole new other layer to gameplay in the form of new moves for the fighters, new characters, obviously, and also new enemies that do different things than the ones that we already have. So I'm not sure if this is going to be like, you got to buy it. It doesn't say, um, I assume you do. But there's also going to be a new difficulty system, new weapons. It's it's basically just like a straight up, hey, here's a bunch of new stuff to add to the game to make it more fun kind of thing. So yeah, Streets of Rage 4 was really great. I loved it. I played it the day it came out, and I, I love it. It's 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 a great sequel, reboot sequel, or reboot quote to an already great franchise, and they did very well. Um, new, new Resident Evil Village footage showcases and promises more gameplay next week. We got to see more of Lady Demetrescu, and honestly, I just need Lady Demetrescu to beat the shit out of me naked. Anyway, uh, I thought this article was hilarious. Ridiculous Super Smash Bros. Ultimate ripoff goes viral for being the least subtle bootleg ever. Yeah, you guys, I... (laughs) So this is an app... Um, this is an app game. There, there literally is that there, <laughs> they're, they're literally in, it was already taken down, I guess, from the Google play store, but they're literally, they're, they're not even hiding it. It's just, there's Mario, Darkrai, Link. Uh, there's like a devil Mario, Rosalina. It, it's so bad. It's, it's so, Oops. Sorry, that was me playing one of the one of the clips. There's Mewtwo right there. That's that deep voice you heard if you heard it as Mewtwo. Um, like it, it's so fucking funny, dude. It's so hilarious. Like they didn't even try. It was just they're just like, here you go. Here's a way to play Smash Brothers, kind of maybe. Except it's not. Except it is. Except it's not. Except it is. You know what I mean? It was really funny. 
Final Fantasy-inspired Edge of Eternity release date set for PC in June after being in Steam's early access for more than two years and has garnered more than 1,600 reviews, resulting in a very positive rating. The Final Fantasy-inspired Edge of Eternity finally has a full release date. Players will finally be able to jump into the full version of this game on PC beginning June 8th. So there you go, dude. I thought this game looked super sick. I'm kind of excited for it. Um, it, 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 it looks super cool, and I, I definitely want to play it. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife clip reveals mini Stay Puffed Marshmallow Men. Yeah, we got a new trailer for this shit. It was more like a little teaser of Paul Rudd's character in a Walmart, and he's like in the baking section, and he's passing bag the bag. He's passing by the bags of marshmallows by the Jello or whatever, and little Stay Puff Marshmallow Men come to life and start attacking him and shit. It's fucking crazy. I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for that one. Fan-made 2D remake of Metroid Prime has a playable demo. Yes, dude, this is fucking sick. I swear to God, dude, the fan game community for Sonic. Um, Sonic, Metroid, and Mega Man games are wild. They make some of the coolest fucking shit. So much to the point that, like, really popular streamers who are speedrunners, like, they stream their those, these games. And, like, you really can't do anything about it. I mean, like, the streamer is, like, already streaming it. And it's, like, it's whatever. You know what I mean? And, like, that's how some of them get really popular. But, like... There's a couple that I got my eye on right now. Um, there's one called Mega Man X Corrupted. And it is a complete overhaul remix of the Super Nintendo graphics of Mega Man X games. And it, I'm talking like new sprites. Like completely new sprites. New enemies, new everything, new story, new levels. And it's just one guy doing it by himself if you've never heard of it. Go look up JK Games. I think it's called JK. Hold on a second. Let me find it because I'm subbed. He barely uploads. He uploads probably like once every couple of months. There was a time where he didn't upload for like almost two years. Um, but, oh, JKB Games. That is the one to keep your eye on. It's If you're a fan of Mega Man and Mega Man, especially the Mega Man X games, keep your eye on that because that is some crazy shit. Um, but yeah, this Metroid Prime 2D remake looks amazing. It looks like an update, exactly like what I just said with the Mega Man one. It looks like an updated Super Nintendo version of Metroid, which is fucking dope. Um, we got we started the new Overwatch event a couple days ago. Um, this is an archives event, so like, um, it's the event that is like where they you play past missions of like Overwatch before they disbanded. And um, you do, like, the little co-op story mode things and stuff like that. Um, it's that. So it looks really cool. Uh, I haven't really been playing Overwatch in a while because the last group I played with kind of uh, made me feel kind of shitty. So I just kind of left and stopped playing. But anyway, uh, that's fine. I, you know, it's whatever. Um, but, yeah, if anyone wants to play Overwatch with me, I'll, I'll play with you guys. I, don't, I hate playing by myself because there's just so many fucking edgy 4chan chuds on there like it's just stupid fucking dudes on there just being complete dipshits and then the, you got the fucking 15 year old kids who think they can say whatever the fuck they want which is fine they can i don't give a fuck but like oftentimes i hear them just just saying really terrible things to everybody it's never just one person it's just everybody because they want to be like the outcast or whatever or something i don't fucking know but like anyway 
if I'm going to play Overwatch again, I'll play with you guys, the listeners, the the, the friends, the homies, because, like, I just don't want to play with anyone else at this point. Justice League writer deems the Whedon cut an act of vandalism. I'm not going to read that article. I just wanted to read that headline because it's pretty funny. Um, the Snyder Cut is super sick. So I didn't know this, but Sylvester Stallone is he the for the last couple, I guess, last year, I think he's been working on this, and he must have. I think he decided to do it before the pandemic, and then when the pandemic happened, he just thought, well, now's as good a time as any to just like sit down and work on it because obviously I'm not doing much. We're not doing much, right? Um. Him and a small team of hand-picked uh, video producers and editors, movie ed- movie producers and editors, are recutting Rocky IV. And so, if you didn't know this, Rocky IV was originally... Um, so, the Rocky movies are, are written by Sylvester Stabone. Um, but, like... So, the first one, he didn't write and direct i think he wrote it but it was directed by john g avildsen which like john g avildsen is fucking amazing too don't get me wrong um but i think two three pretty much all the sequels were directed by rocky or sylvester stallone um so john g avildsen only did the first one um and then uh he also did I think, oh no, Ryan Coogler did Creed. Yeah, that's why it was so fucking good, because Ryan Coogler's the fucking beast. Um, but yeah, these were all written by, um, all written by Stallone, but he directed like two, three, four, five, and uh, Balboa and all that stuff. Oh, I guess John G. Avildsen did Rocky Five. But anyway, so Rocky Four, right? That's where he goes to Russia and fights Ivan Drago. He is making a director's cut. So like, any, like, tweets or Instagram posts you've been seeing from Sylvester Stallone if you follow him, which I don't because I'm not on social media anymore. But, like, he's been just posting nonstop of him just, like, in the in this, like, big studio where they're trying to cut. And he's, like, giving direction on where to cut, cut this, cut that. A lot of unused footage. They had to literally scour studios, studio archives after studio archives. They had to scour his storage units for any footage of rocky four they could find they had to like they got all of it deleted stuff stuff they didn't use whole ass reels that they didn't use things like that so like he's making like a super cut and they're calling it the st- the director's cut not not the stallone cut obviously he's the original director so it doesn't matter but the director's cut of rocky four um i just went on a huge tangent from this actual article but the article is that it's finally ready it's finally complete so Ahead of the thirty, the movie's thirty-sixth anniversary, I think he originally planned it for it to be the thirty-fifth anniversary of the movie, but obviously I think COVID delayed all that. But yeah, he said this is the definitive version, and it should be replaced in the series. Um, the original should be replaced with this one in the series um, when watching the films. So that's pretty cool. Netflix lands exclusive rights to Sony's Spider-Man films and Uncharted films and more. I mean, they honestly they have to with HBO Max doing all the Warner Brothers stuff, and they got things like Godzilla vs Kong, Mortal Kombat, Space Jam, you know, really big films coming out right now. The Snyder Cut, I mean, they got to compete somehow, you know. So I guess this is their way to do it. Although, um, I think that's really weird because that includes Morbius and Spider Man. I know Morbius is part of the Spider Venom verse or whatever the hell it is, um, but the Spider Man film. 
um, Into the Spider-Verse and No Way Home and Venom Let There Be Carnage will be exclusive to Netflix. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Batman The Long Halloween. We fucking got a trailer for this, man. If you've never read The Long Halloween, please read it. It's a sick comic, and it's going to be a... I think it's going to be a two- or three-part animated animated movies. Um, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I, I love it a lot. It's a, it's a Batman story where it's got, you know, a few villains in it and the Joker has a part in it. And, um, it's before Harvey Dent became Two-Face when he became Two-Face. You should just read it. And it's got Selena Kyle. I was a Catwoman. She's the shit. I fucking love it. The Long Halloween is good. Um, Netflix debuts Jupiter's Legacy posters. That's right. Mark Millar, based on Mark Millar's comic, Jupiter's Legacy. If you've never read Jupiter's Legacy, it's a sick comic. I love it. Um, I'm going to reread it. I want to read all the Millar World comics, at least all the the older ones. Um, They're so good. And Netflix is doing a series on it. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I like all these superhero movies. Untitled Star Trek film announced for 2023. That's pretty exciting. There's not really much detail after that, but that's pretty cool if you're a Star Trek fan, you're a Trekkie. Um, Okay, this is not news. I just wanted to bring this up to say this. This is just an opinion. Fourth Hotel Transylvania film gets a new title and release date. Please stop. Don't make these movies anymore, okay? It sucks because, like, my opinion is a moot point. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. My opinion does not matter to the movies, like box office you know um they're gonna make a shit ton of money and they're gonna be successful because kids this is like a way to spend time with your kids and take them to the movies you know parents suffer through these horrible movies with their kids and they're gonna make a lot of money because of it but can we please just stop with minions trolls hotel transylvania and just i don't like those movies they're so dumb they're so stupid I hate him so much. The 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 fucking that one with that baby, the baby, the baby that talks or whatever the fuck it is. That one's getting a sequel. Stop it. Just don't. They're dumb. They're not funny. They're not funny and they were never funny. Okay? Well, Sam, you're not the demographic. You're a fucking adult. Yeah, except I still act like a kid, okay? I still laugh at poo poo pee pee caca poo poo pee pee shire, okay? I just these movies are fucking dumb. They're dumb, and they treat kids too much like kids. If you're going to do a kid's movie, do it like how Sonic the movie did it, or do it like how Detective Pikachu did it. Those were done really well. Like, And I know those are live action, but they could easily be animated as well, and they were written very, very nice. So, you know, go fuck yourself. Stop with these movies. Um, anyway, last piece of non-anime news. So do you remember a couple months ago, maybe it was more than a couple months ago now, but we announced, they announced, I talked about the new... Uh, Sentai season which is the 45th overall Sentai season um, therefore landing on the 45th anniversary of uh, Sentai shows so the last one they did was the 35th anniversary and that was or the 35th show which is the 35th anniversary or whatever and that was um, that was super Damn it, which one was that one called? I forgot what that one was called. But um, 
it was it, here it was called Megaforce, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Megaforce, which was amazing, amazing, and the reason why it was amazing was because it was an anniversary season. There was this big, huge like war at the end, where it was like every ranger from every previous season was in, and it was basically like an Avengers Assemble thing. It was super sick. And even some of the original, the original actors from like the, I'm talking about the American version, obviously of this one, but like the original actors came back as like their ranger forms and it was super dope. And that was Megaforce. So this one is called Kekai Sentai Zenkaiger or Machine World Squadron Full Throttle Ranger. Um, so remember we talked about when I mentioned it, it was like one ranger and the other four on the team were like Zords. Or whatever, like they were kind of like human sized zords. So the the reason why is because this one ranger has the power of all of them. So he has like a white suit with like a rainbow color thing going down the middle of his suit and like a gold vest thing, kind of like Tommy's thing, like the green the original Green Rangers thing going across his chest and his shoulders. Um and he's a Zen Kiger. Um, so he's, he's Zenkai Zenkaiser. And then there's the other four, which is a red Zord, a yellow Zord, a pink Zord, and a blue Zord. Um, Zenkai Juran, Zenkai Gaon, Zenkai Magin, and Zenkai Vroon. Just, like, super badass. So, like, um, he can turn into, like, I think, so it premiered March 4th, or March 7th. So I think finally some people have found a way to watch it already now. Um, but, like, he can turn into, like, the Time Force Red Ranger, the Denzi Red Ranger, uh, Goggle Red, Dino Red, Red Flash, Red Falcon. Fucking badass. It's, it's fucking cool, man. And I fucking want to watch it. It's super cool. Anyway, that's all the non-anime news I have. That was kind of a long time. I kept fucking going in tangents, you know what I mean? Hashtag Sam goes on a tangent. Everyone take a shot, okay? But yeah, let's let's take a small break right here, and we'll uh, do the anime news. Boom, check that out for me, okay? Always links.animesummit.net. <clears throat> you can find all the pertinent links right there, where to listen, where to follow, social media, and a Discord link. There's also a link to our Patreon there, patreon.com slash animesummit. Um, if you join Patreon today, give us Smokey his wings. He will fly to your house and make you dinner. He'll make you a Thanksgiving dinner. Doesn't matter if it's November or not. He'll just do it. It can be the middle of July. Make you a Thanksgiving dinner. Um, no, seriously. So, like, um, I've, I've had a few people, um, a few uh, people who weren't patrons in our Discord ask, like, what do you get? Honestly... It's just a $1 tier. I, I will have, like, higher tiers later. We will have higher tiers later, but we're figuring those out right now. Um, and we've been figuring I'm trying to figure them out for a while. But honestly, like, I'll just tell you this right now. You guys just bought me a solid-state drive, and I just put that in this morning. Um, I had I had uh, Quoga send me the money for it, like, a couple weeks ago, and I had just been sitting on it. I But I finally ordered it this week, or last week, and I got it. Um, yesterday and I I put it in this morning um, I cloned my operating system and my whole drive onto it and now I am booting from the solid state drive and I gotta tell you this okay I built this computer a little 
a little over 10 years ago on Newegg. I built it, and then they sent it to me, like, with pre-installed windows and stuff. It was, like, partly pre-built, and I got to choose the other parts for it. So they send it to me, and I've had that. I've had this computer since like 2011, late 2011 or something like that. And since I've had it, I have replaced literally every part in it, except for the hard drive. And solid state drives have been a thing for like years now. Okay, I think I think they were just starting to become a thing when I made this. Honestly, you know what I mean. And so, uh. I just have been working, like, I don't know if you guys know this, I've been working on podcast stuff, graphic design stuff, and other stuff this whole time on a hard drive. And just using my computer today on the solid state drive, it's just, I feel a massive difference. Even my internet is faster, you know what I mean? So it's just fucking wild to me um, that I'm always late, I'm always late to the party when it comes to buying, like, the new tech or new console or whatever, I'm always so fucking late to the party. And so now I have a solid state drive and it's just fucking amazing. And so you guys bought that. The patrons, the, the, the your patronship, you bought that stuff. It bought me a new mic arm. Um, it also bought me this new pop filter that I'm using right now, um, which this one only costs like 10 bucks. But I also bought Nick one too. I bought Nick a mic arm too. Um, that'll be easier for him. So it's not, you know, cause the blue Yeti mic stand is cool and it's heavy, which is nice. Cause then it puts the weight at the bottom, but it's clunky. It's, it's kind of like got this round bracket that goes over around the back of it. And it's clunky and it's huge. Moving it is really annoying. Moving it back and forth and having it take space on my desk is really annoying. Like I'm moving the arm right now. You know what I mean? Oops. I kind of hit, I hit, sorry. Whoops. I hit my medication with the arm, <laughs> but like I'm moving it right now and I'm not having to pick up this heavy thing and clunk it on the, on my desk. You know what I mean? So like, that's what your money is going towards right now. It bought me a new camera like a little bit ago too, so I can film better, but I couldn't film better because I didn't have a new, I didn't, you know, trying to edit video that huge on working on a hard drive was, was bad. So I'm going to try, try it now. Now that I'm working on a solid straight drive and see how that looks and see how it works. Um, I'm thinking the next thing I got to do is get a graphics card. So you guys are probably going to pay for that too. Um, and you, you, you got, you kind of might be thinking like, oh, well, Sam, this is all just stuff for your personal computer. Yeah, no, it totally is. Okay. I'm being completely transparent with you that that's very true. But at the same time, I spend 70% of the time, probably 60 to 70% of the time I'm on my computer is because I'm working. Um, it's because of, I'm, I'm on the, I'm working on podcast stuff. I'm editing a vlog for the patrons. I'm, um, working on, um, video editing for this internship I'm currently doing, or I'm doing graphic work for clients that, you know, come to me for logos and graphic works and stuff. 70% of the time I'm on here, I'm working. So, you know, if anything, like, I probably just buy the graphics card myself. Maybe, you know, it doesn't matter because obviously I'll use it to play games and stuff too. But like that literally the, the money that I, we have been getting it, it got, Oh, it also got Danny a new microphone too. Duh. I fucking forgot to say that. It got Danny a new microphone too. It got Danny a new microphone. It got her one of these arms too, I think, or I think she got one of these arms. I got Nick one of these arms. It just buys us better stuff to use. And also Danny is working on like, being able to stream better from her computer as well. So she's going to be getting stream stuff and things like that. 
Um, oh, I bought her a backdrop. You or you guys bought her a backdrop too for when she streams. So she's gonna have like a a, a backdrop. She's gonna put like a, a piece of black uh, fabric back there, or maybe a green one to green screen herself, or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. Sorry, I went on a long tangent about patronship, but basically, if you're a patron, I just give you guys exclusive content as much as I can. Exclusive podcasts. Um, we do this thing for the patrons called solo casts, where it's just it's just the host by themselves doing a podcast. Whether it's like a personal story or an anime review that we don't talk get to talk about on the main podcast or whatever. There's you guys get episodes early, so as soon as I'm done editing them, you get them early. Um, so you can listen to it without the ad and stuff. Um, vlogs. I've posted like three or four vlogs on there now. Um, mostly just me opening boxes from Sendico because I have an addiction to Sendico and things like that. And so I've actually been talking with some other YouTubers um, on some card game stuff. And we're going to be doing some card game stuff with like Weishwartz and Pokemon and Digimon and stuff. So just more somewhat anime centric content for you for you guys. And you guys will some of those vlogs will be exclusive to you. Some of them will release to everyone else at a later time um the solo casts are never getting released those are only patron things solo casts are just for you guys for just for the patrons they're i'm never going to release them ever there's probably going to be one time in the near future where like i upload one or two of mine to like the main feed to kind of like tease people like hey these are what these sound like you know these are kind of what these are like um to get people to get more patrons, you know, um, other than that, they're not going to hear the rest of them. Only patrons are going to hear the rest of them or all of them. So solo casts are patron only exclusive. That's one thing. So, yeah. And I really appreciate it. I love you guys. And even the people who aren't patrons, I love you guys too. You guys with your compliments and everything, it just makes it amazing. Spreading the word, helping us out. I love it. So thank you. Woo, sorry. I went like a 10-minute tangent about like pay the patron, the Patreon. I'm really sorry about that. Um, let's <laughs> I just like cuz some people were asking on the Discord, you know, people who aren't patrons were asking. So, um, just for those people who are asking and just for people who want to know. There you go. Let's get into the anime news cuz there's a lot of it here, okay? Um, Saudi Arabia's manga productions toy to open the Journey film in Japan on June 25th. We finally got a visual for it. Um, this is called The Journey, uh, Journey Taiko Arabia Hanto de no Kiseki no Tatakai no Monogatari, um, or Journey, A Tale of Miracles and Battles on the Ancient Arabian Peninsula. Um, the, the film is based on, like, a, a Saudi Arabian, uh, story, and there was a manga for it, there was, like, a Saudi Arabian mangaka who did it, and, um, they... Uh, we're going to have a physical premiere for it, but that got canceled, obviously, because of the COVID. But, <clears throat> yeah, it looks sick. So I'm excited for this. Um, Penguin Drum. So remember when we talked about Penguin Drum and how I was getting a compilation film called Recycle of Penguin Drum? Yeah, apparently that was crowdfunded. I did not realize that. Um, it was originally asking for $90,000. And they got four hundred and sixty-eight thousand um, dollars, and they met that goal in three minutes. So, yeah, uh, Penguin Drum, pretty cool compilation film. 
Cestus, uh, the Roman fighter TV anime's second promo video previews ending theme. Uh, this is like a old like Roman uh, coliseum fighting anime, but like it, it's like CG and it looks kind of weird. It's based on an old manga though, I think, from like uh, the '90s or something like that. It ran into the 2000s. I know that for sure. But yeah. Uh, Get a Robo Arc anime second video announces cast and more staff July debut. Hell yeah, I'm so fucking excited for this. It's funny because on this recent podcast episode, I was talking about like how I want Mecha or Big Robots to make a comeback. Um, this is more of a Big Robot show as opposed to a Mecha sci-fi, but um, Get a Robo Arc, dude. Um revealed on Friday that the anime will premiere in July. So it's summer hype. Oh! I love Get a Robo. Get a Robo is great. He's one of my favorite big robots ever. His design, his like weaponry, like the way he looks is just I love it all. I love Get a Robo. Um George Asakura's Dance Dance Danceur Danceur manga gets TV anime. Um Asakura launched the manga in Shogakukan's weekly Big Comic Spirits magazine in 2015, and it is now on its 20th volume. The manga centers on Junpei Murao, who was fascinated with ballet as a child, but in his second year of middle school, his father passed away, and he decided he needed to become more, quote-unquote, masculine. And he gave up on his aspirations. While still having attachment to ballet, he takes up the martial art of Jeet Kune Do and becomes popular in his class. Then one day, a new transfer student named Miyako Godai arrives in, arrives in Junpei's class, and her mother runs a ballet studio. Miyako realizes that Junpei is interested in ballet and invites him to do ballet together. So that's really that seems really cool. Kind of that seems like um, kind of seems like a year lie in April kind of thing, both ballet dancing, or or the ballroom one, the ballroom. Uh, I forgot what that one was called, but I personally love ballet. I think it's super great. I don't. I mean, a lot of people maybe in our society will think it's not that masculine. Maybe back in the day, they th- more so they thought. But, man, there were men doing ballet before women, dude. Like, I mean, that's like back in the day, like, there were – it was just all men. And even men would play the women parts and shit. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. Ballet is wild, dude. Uh, that's a big piece. So we're going to save that to the end. Uh, Funimation streams My Hero Academia Season 5 dub on April 10th. So those of you who are waiting for the dub, that's literally right now. It's literally today as you're listening to this. So there you go. You're welcome. Fourth Girls Unpenzer Das Fanala. Das Fanala. I know that's not how it's pronounced. I'm just saying it's stupid on purpose. Girls Unpenzer Das Fanala. Das Fanala. Um, began streaming a teaser trailer for the fourth film. On Thursday, um, I'm excited for these movies. I love Girls in Panzer. It's literally one of my favorite things. It's so cool. I love it. Girls in Panzer is great. If you've never seen Girls in Panzer, it's on Hulu. Uh, you should go watch it. Misaki Yuasa's Japan Sinks Anime competes at Annecy Film Festival again this year. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was good. It was just, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of wild. Kind of a wild show. But yeah. The World Ends With You anime replaces opening song after Ali banned drummer's arrest. What? Whoa! The official website for The World Ends With You, the animation, uh, the anime of Square Enix's World Ends With You game, 
uh, announced on Thursday that the anime will change its opening theme song. Sony Music Labels reported on the same day that police arrested Kahadio, Ka- uh, real name Kahadio Shaddai, the drummer of the band Ali. The band was slated to perform the opening theme song Teenage City Riot for the anime. Um, they don't mention why he was arrested. They just say, yeah, dude got arrested and, uh, you know, we're going to distance ourselves. Uh, the funk hip-hop group Ali previously performed the theme songs for Beastars, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Noblesse anime. The band made their major debut in 2019 with the single Wild Side, the opening theme song for the first season of Beastars. Yeah, dude, that sucks. Uh, I hope it wasn't anything super crazy or disgusting, but yeah. Ugh. Media Blasters to release Girls High, Doomed Megalopolis, Grenadier, uh, Ramen Fighter Mickey, and more anime on Blu-ray. So John Cerebella, CEO of Media Blasters, revealed in an interview posted on Otaku USA Magazine on Monday that they have acquired the following licenses to release on Blu-ray. Girls High, Doomed Megalopolis, Grenadier, Ramen Fighter Mickey, Mazen Kaiser SKL, 10 Tokyo Warriors, and Nana 7 of 7. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, they did previously release Mazen Kaiser SKL already. Um, but that was on DVD, and I think the the licenses went up later after that, so they acquired it again. So to release on Blu-ray, um, that's kind of big. So we'll save that to the end. Uh, Jump Force new DLC adds Jorno's April thirteenth launch. Now I'm not a big fan of Jump Force. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, I, I don't know how a lot of people feel about it, but I know a lot of the fighting game community was kind of disappointed with it because they thought this would be like the first 3D fighter that could be really good. Um, but a lot of people do like it and do play it. So I that's why I keep talking about it often when they get new DLC. But, um, yeah, we finally got um, Giovanna from JoJo's Golden Wind. So there you go. Uh, Tiger and Bunny writer Masafumi Nishida's Tesla Note manga gets TV anime, which is perfect because they announced that there's going to be a Tiger and Bunny 2 that comes out, and this comes out uh, this summer, I think. Right? Uh, apparently, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer were doing a live-action adaptation of it, which sucks. But yeah, it's like a Heroes for Hire anime, and um, there then a movie came out called in 2012 called The Beginning, and then there was another movie in 2014. Um, but yeah, we're finally getting a sequel to Tiger and Bunny. And so, yeah, there you go. I'm not sure when it's to celebrate the franchise's 10th anniversary. BN Pictures' YouTube channel will stream the first television series for free every Saturday at 8 p.m. starting on April 10th. The two main cast members, Hiroki Harata and Masazaku Morita, will appear in weekly interview segments after each episode. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So you can rewatch it for free right there. Um, But, yeah, Tesla Note. The writer, Masafumi Nishida, the writer of Tiger and Bunny, announced Tesla Note. Uh, is getting an anime. So Tesla Note is a manga that he started, I believe, in, like... This must have been, like, uh, recently, right? It's like... Uh, hold on, let me look it up. Tesla Note. Here it is, right here. Uh, yeah, it's fairly... It's fairly new. Yeah, 2020? It's already getting an anime. I mean, I mean, look at Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man, you know? Like, Chainsaw Man just finished, and it's getting an anime, you know? So, I mean, again, they're hopping on these, man. But yeah, Tesla Note, um, the characters look really cute, actually. The spy action manga centers around Mission T, a shadow war of spies and secret intelligence waged to prevent the world's destruction. The story centers on Botan Negoro, 
who has trained as a ninja since childhood and has grown to become a talented spy. She teams up with Kuruma, a spy who has flair for theatrics, in a new mission with the world at stake to retrieve the Tesla crystal, the legacy of genius Serbian-American inventor Nikola Tesla. But other countries and their agents are already moving to secure the Tesla crystal, and Botan and Kuruma will have to use all their wit to outsmart them. So yeah, it's really cool. I heard the manga is pretty cool. I'll probably just wait for the anime, because, you know, you know I love anime. You know I love animation. I love them bone Chinese cartoons. <laughs> anyway. Crunchyroll to stream 86, Backflip, Cestus, and more. Crunchyroll announced more anime series that will stream for the spring 2021 anime season on Tuesday. The series include 86, Backflip, or Bakuten, Cestus, the Roman Fighter, SD Gundam World Heroes, and Welcome to Demon's Gold Rumakun Season 2. So, yeah, Crunchyroll previously announced spring 2021 simulcasts, in, simulcasts include My Hero Season 5, Tokyo Revengers, To Your Eternity, Zombieland Saga Revenge, The Slime Diaries, Joran, The Princess of Snow and Blood, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, Fruits Basket Final, um, Osamaki Romcom, Where the Childhood Friend Won't Lose, Farewell, My Dear Kramer, Odd Taxi, I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Max on My Level, Those Snow White Notes, Cardfight Vanguard Overdress, Fairy Ranmaru, Higahiro after being rejected, I shaved and took it in a high school runaway. How not to summon a dealer lord Omega, Kokimo, Burning Kabaddi, Let's Make a Mug 2, Seven Nights Revolution Hero Successor, and Thunderbolt Fantasy Sword Seekers 3. Uh, so yeah, there you go. And obviously still going is One Piece, Dragon Quest, Digimon Adventure, Case Closed, Boruto, and So I'm a Spider, So What. Uh, Funimation JC staff sing a bit of Harmony, original anime film unveils trailer. This is going to come out this summer. Sing a bit of harmony. The film tells the story of a new transfer student interested in her surroundings and a song that brings happiness to her and her classmates. That's literally all it is. But, like, um, uh, the animation looks really nice. I love this art style. Very colorful. Lots of shadows. Lots of highlights. Very cool. So I'm excited for that. Dragon Ghost House Hunting anime cast Joji Nakata. Dragon Ghost House Hunting. Look at this fucking night guy. He looks handsome. So handsome. Thief? This thief chick looks hot, too. And this dragon. Look at this dragon. Cute. So, Dragon Face Johnson. It's another cute Dragon Face Johnson anime, except the dragon actually looks like a dragon. Like a mad-ass dragon. Uh, like Toru in her serious dragon form, you know what I mean? Uh, when a dragon fails to live up to the fearsome standards set for him, his family kicks him out. He embarks on a quest to find a new home, but soon finds that life on the road is no place for a cowardly beast of legend. In a fantasy world full of elves, dwarves, and other mythical creatures where everyone wants a piece of him, literally, the frustrations of house hunting reach a whole new level. He's just trying to find a crib, dude. He just wants to live. He just wants to do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Come on, leave him alone. Jeez. Um, so, Young Magazine the Third announced a bit ago that they were going to have their final issue in April. And so a lot of people were kind of wondering, like, well, okay, where's the manga going to go? Um, many of the manga, they announced today, or on Tuesday, that many of the manga in the magazine will move to the main monthly Young magazine. Um, so, like, for those of you who don't know, a lot of magazines have, like, they don't just have one main magazine. Well, I think some of them do. But a lot of imprints have multiple so, like, Young Magazine the Third, I believe, was a monthly. And um, then they had another monthly called Monthly Young Magazine. Um, Shonen Jump has Weekly Shonen Jump. They have um, 
Weekly Shonen Jump Plus, or we, or I think they call it Jump Plus. No, yeah, it's not weekly. They just call it Shonen Jump Plus because that one's monthly. Then there's like Weekly Shonen Champion, which I don't. That's a monthly one, which I don't know if that's a part of Shonen Jump or not. But so Young Magazine, they have monthly Young Magazine, um, and they have Young Magazine the third. So their main print is monthly Young, and um, most of the manga will be moving there. So. Um, a Woodpecker Detective Office, Candy and Cigarettes, Gleepnir, Interviews with Monster Girls, Ten Dance, The Witch and the Beast, um, and a, a bunch more are moving to uh, Monthly Young, and four of them are moving to Comic Days. Um, I don't remember. I think that one's monthly as well. But that is uh, Todoguni Ita, Sibetsu X, Yorimichi Ale, and Sumitoboku no Shogibo na Ikuji. So yeah, there you go. For those of you who read anything by Young, there you go. Um, a couple of cuckoos manga gets TV anime. A couple of cuckoos. That's literally the title. It's um, based on a manga by Mika Yoshikawa. 16-year-old super studier Nagi Umino, second-year student at the Megarogawa Academy High School, was switched at birth. On his way to dinner to meet his birth parents, he accidentally meets the brash, outspoken Erika Amano, who is determined to make Nagi her fake boyfriend actually never wants to actually marry. But once Nagi makes it to dinner, he finds his parents have decided to resolve the hospital switch by conveniently having him marry the daughter his birth parents raised, who turns out to be Erika herself. Whoops! Whoopsie! Uh... Wait, so they're not so they're not related. They they were switched. It was someone she's someone else's kid, right? Is that what, okay? Well, hold on, let me read that again. He finds his parents to have decided to resolve the hospital switch by conveniently having him marry the daughter his birth parents raised, who turns out to be none other than Erica herself. Oh, okay. So she wants to use him as a fake boyfriend, but his parents want them to get married. So, oh, okay. That could be cute. That could be kind of funny, right? It's kind of like a threes company sitcom, situational comedy. That could be funny. Uh, Aquatope of White Sand anime. This is coming out in the summer as well. Summer hype. This looks really cute. I really love the character design of the main character, Tsukimi Teria. She looks super cute with her dark hair and her her little black dress with her t-shirt under like, oh, no, that's a romper. She's wearing a romper. That's super cute. Um, uh, the anime is called The Two Girls Met in the Ruins of Damaged. Oh, no. That's a that's a subtitle. Never mind. No, it's called Aquatope of White Sand. I can't read that. I can read that. I can read that katakana, but I can't read the kanji. I don't know that much kanji yet. Everyone shut up. But, yeah, no, these character designs look super cute. The anime takes place at Gama Gama Aquarium, a small aquarium in Okinawa, an hour's bus ride from Naha. Kukuru Misakino is an 18-year-old high school student who works there, and she knows about the secret of the aquarium. Sometimes you can see mysterious things. Oh, yeah, we talked about this one a bit ago, right? So this is coming out in the summer. So there you go. Golgo 13. Remember we talked about Golgo 13? And he had to take a hiatus a bit ago. Then he came back, and it was like the first time he had missed a chapter in a long time. It finally got ties for a Guinness World Record for most volumes. 
Takao Saito's long-running Gogol 13 manga ties the Guinness World Record for most volumes published for a single manga series. When its 200th volume shipped in Japan on Monday, the manga is currently tied with Osamu Akimoto's Kochira Katsushikaku Kamairi Koen Mai Hashutsuju, or Kochikame, police comedy manga, which earned the record when its 200th and final compiled book volume shipped in September 2016. Um, Instagram released an augmented reality filter featuring Duko Tugo's Gogo Eyes to commemorate the series' 200th volume, um, centering on the legendary hitman. So yeah, there you go. I, I It's probably going to beat it, right? Because it's going to come out with a 200th and you know, 200 uh, first volume soon, right? Love After World Domination Anime Confirmed will air on TV. Um, Amazon had previously listed the cover of the magazine, which stated that the manga was getting an anime. The romantic comedy manga explores the relationship between Fudo Aikawa, the leader of the Gelato 5 Hero Squadron, they look like a Sentai Ranger, whose aim is to bring about world peace, and Desumi Magahara, the warrior leader of the Gecko Secret Organization, whose aim is world domination. So it's like a Romeo and Juliet thing, except it's the hero, the main hero and the main villain. And uh, whoopsie. Zombieland Saga Revenge. We got a new teaser for this. I'm excited. If you're excited for Zombieland Saga, this is happening uh, spring. So uh, I think uh, this coming Thursday. Uh, Remain Water Polo TV anime first teaser unveils four more cast members. This is coming out in the summer. And this is an original anime, sports anime, based on water polo. The anime centers around Minato, a boy who stopped playing water polo due to an incident in the winter. He picks the sport back up again with a new team when he starts in high school. So yeah, there you go. Vuji's Angel Reboot Project Last Angel Stream's second promo. Um, Vuji's Angel began as a series of radio dramas in 96 by Aoi Takaichi. The project inspired a three-episode OVA in 1997, and so another OVA in 1999 called uh, Forever and Ever, Fuji's Angel. Um, So this is an actual animated project, a multimedia reboot project. Um, It doesn't really say much if there's going to be an anime, another OVA, or a film, um, but it's multimedia, so it's going across a bunch of stuff. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. I think a lot of you guys heard about this, but we got an anime announcement for Stone Ocean, and uh, hell yeah, people are excited for that. So here are the big things, the last big pieces. The last four pieces are big pieces. This is more of an interest piece and not really a news piece. But I saw the article and I had to, I had to fucking, I had to fucking talk about it. Um, a lot of people in the Anime Summit Discord are Megan the Stallion fans. We all love Megan the Stallion. Well, not all of us, but I'm, a lot of us do. And, um. We all know that Megan Thee Stallion is a fucking weeb. She is weeb city, dude. She is... First of all, she's fucking beautiful, okay? She's hot. She's hot as fuck. Her music slaps. And on top of that, she's just weeb-centric. She's weeb city, dude. Not only is she babe city and hip-hop city and rap city, she's weeb city, bro. That's four cities. One nation. One nation, four cities, okay? Like, she's a huge nerd, okay? She cosplayed as Todoroki for Paper Magazine, okay? And so she posted this thing on Instagram of her nails that she got done. And it's Tanjiro's um, K-1 
kimono on her thumbs, index finger and pinky, and then in the middle finger and ring finger is like you put them together and it makes Tanjiro's face on the left hand and Nezuko's on the right. Like it's fucking wild. It's so cool. Whoever did those nails, props. She posted it and she was like Demon Slayer set and put a green heart and black heart emoji. Like super sick. Like Megan the Stallion is dope. Okay, you know what? I have a small request. I have a small request. If you've made it this far into the newscast, thank you so much. I have a small request for all everybody who listens to the newscast and you made it this far. Please, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, comment on this the post where she shows her nails. Comment on that post and say, you should guest on the Anime Summit podcast. They love you. Please do it. Please. Please do that. Oh, my God. oh my god i'm just kidding well i'm not kidding like you should actually do that you should you should you should like don't bomb her fucking don't blow up her social you know but like you should just casually just go on that post and be like hey you should guest on this podcast that i really like called the anime summit podcast because uh that podcast and all of their fans love you and you should guess on it for funsies and just weeb out. Please do it. Please. Please. I let, please do it and let me let me just hold on to hope that that might happen. I would love that. Okay? I would fucking love it. Um, Megan, Megan, if you're hearing this, I don't know if you listen to anime podcasts. If you're hearing this, I love you. I love you, girl. Okay? Hell yeah. Anyway, here's uh, the other three big pieces. Funimation reaches settlement in a class action lawsuit over allegedly violating Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, so, Angelus, Janisa Angelus, um, a legally blind person filed against Funimation Global Group in January, revealed that the lawsuit was settled out of court. The documents provided no other details of the settlement, and the correspondent notice settlement was filed on March 12th. Um, she filed the lawsuit. Um, on behalf of herself and all others similarly situated, alleging that Funimation's website violated the Americans with Disabilities Act. The lawsuit claims that Funimation had failed to design, construct, maintain, and operate its website to be fully accessible to and independently usable by Angelus and other blind or visually impaired people, which it claimed was a violation of her rights under the Americans with Disabilities Act. The website referred to in in the lawsuit is specifically the shop.funimation.com website. Um, the lawsuit stated that Angelus was a visually impaired and legally blind person who could not use a computer without the assistance of a screen reading software and was proficient at using the non-visual desktop access screen reading software. Angelus reportedly visited the shop.funimation.com website on multiple occasions, including in January, to make a purchase, but was denied a shopping experience similar to that of sighted individual due to the website's lack of a variety of features and accommodations which effectively barred her from being able to determine that specific products were offered for sale. Specifically, the lawsuit claimed that the features on the site lacked alt text and failed to add a label element or title attribution for each field. So there's a bunch more to this. And I would just say this before you kind of scoff or whatever. Please understand, there are more... If you think about a disability, whether it's somebody who is paraplegic quadriplegic or blind or deaf or have they have a form of cerebral palsy 
or Down syndrome or whatever. And many more that we're still discovering. Like there are people out there with rare ass conditions, okay? But even those rare ones, more people have that condition than you think. More people are heavily visually impaired or all the way blind, okay, than you think. There are more people who have um, 100% blindness than you think. There are more people who have 100% uh, deafness than you think. And so I just kind of want you to think about that before you make like a scoff. You know, I'm not assuming that you you are going to after I read this, but I just feel like there might be, you know, 10 or 20 people who are listening to this and probably going, oh, that's so dumb. You know, it's a dumb lawsuit or whatever. But honestly, there are... And, and even if it was just one person, that one person, just because they're blind, doesn't mean, like, that they shouldn't have access to things like everyone else does. So, I don't know. I encourage you to look more about how, you know, reach out to, to anybody you know who's disabled in some way or somebody in your neighborhood, your neighbor, somebody at your local grocery store who's disabled, who's disabled. Maybe talk to them. See if they will, are willing to talk to you. Ask them questions, what it's like. You know, I don't know what it's like. I'm, you know, I'm mentally, I have a lot of mental issues um, that sometimes cripple me from doing normal things. Um, but that's the extent of it. Like, I don't know what it's like to be blind or deaf or not have use of my body. Things like that. You know what I mean? So I, I would just, just stop and think that there are more people with all these conditions and you know, uh, different, differently abled people than you think. Um, so this is the big piece. And then after this, we're going to talk about the annual Kodansha awards, big West studio, new a harmony gold USA agreed to global distribution of Macross and Robotech. Yes. Finally, harmony gold stops being a bunch of bitches, but we'll see. Hopefully they don't fuck it up. But Harmony Gold was holding on to that shit for a long time. They finally agreed to a co- to cooperate on the distribution of future Macross and Robotech projects. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. Um, here we go. 45th annual Kodansha Manga Award nominees announced, bitch. Um, so yeah, maybe next week we'll talk about the winners. But yeah, so here's Best Shonen. The nominees are for Best Shonen, Fire Force by Atsushi Okubo, Freerun Beyond Journey Zen by Kanahito Yamada and Tsukasa Abe, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Sign by Taiki Kawakami, Blue Lock by Munayuki Kaneshiro and Yusuke Nomura, Define Kurosaki-kun by Makino, A Condition Called Loved by Megumi Morino, Honey Lemon Soda by Mayu Morita, A Sign of Affection by Su Morishita. Um, best general manga I want to hold Aonokun so badly I could die by Umashina Sweat and Soap by Kintetsu Yamada Hakazume Koban Joshi no Gyashu uh, by Mikoyasu which is a Hakazome a police box woman's counterattack. Uh, Futari Solo Camp Solo Camping with Just the Two of Us by Yudai Debata uh, Miss Yuria's Red Thread of Fate by Kiwa Airi so yeah, there you go. Those are the uh, nominees for the Kunensha Awards. 
So yeah, hope you guys had fun listening. That was a long one. Sorry about that. I went on a lot of tangents and was fucking uh, going off on Patreon and all that shit. So I'm very sorry. But if you made it to the end, I love you. And even if you didn't make it, I love you anyway. I love you guys for listening every week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, let me know if you I think I missed anything. You want me to report on something? Always let me know how I can, what I can do to improve the newscast for you, okay? And make it better for you. That being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>